0: Dear listeners of the Female Guide's requested podcast, happy Wednesday. This is your host, Tintin from Las Vegas, and today's guest is Elise Claussen, another Vegas local. I met Elise in 2019 when we both worked at Origin Climbing Gym in Henderson. I learned that she also guided in Red Rock for mountain Skills. In 2020, the gym changed ownership and the pandemic hit. Elise lost her job and had a lot of free time on her hands. A crafter at heart, she started making jewelry and handbags, selling them online. Her business, Desert Accents took off quickly, and within months, it replaced her full-time income. I admired Elise's artwork and was curious about her career change, so I invited her on the show to learn more. We talk about how she started her path in outdoor education and guiding, found her specialty in programming and coordinating large groups, and how she transitioned to entrepreneurship and craftsmanship. These days, she still does some guiding and is continuing working to improve both her craft and her business. Now, please enjoy this interview. thank you so much for coming to my place and have this uh, conversation with me
1: oh thank you for having me I really appreciate it and I uh,
0: always want to interview you because I admire your work the artwork we'll talk about that oh. for sure and then uh, obviously just that alone I can invite you on my show because it's female guys <laughs> right? Right, right, right so obviously <laughs> you're also a female guy and take people out for outdoor trips um uh, now you do a lot of hours, so do you still taking people out, rock climbing, that type of thing?
1: Yeah, so um, I, I, my certification has actually lapsed. Um, I'm not as crazy good as some <laughs> of the other women that you've been interviewing. I just have my, uh, or had my SPI certification, so just doing single pitch terrain. Um, and it has actually recently lapsed, so I need to re-up it. Um, Oh, you can take mine. (laughs) Yeah, I think I might do that. I might take you up on that. But, um, but so, uh, currently I just organize, uh, and run kind of some of our large group programming, um, here in Red Rock.
0: Yeah, you just mentioned we were just doing a little pre-conversation. You just ran this a hundred?
1: Yeah, I, I I exaggerated. It was actually about ninety, um, but they okay, they scheduled for a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, and so yeah, so we um, I work with uh, I have some close ties still due to some of my other work, uh, with the city of Las Vegas, um, oh, okay. recreation department, and so um, so we get summer camp. We do lots of summer camp and winter camp groups out in Red Rock, and so. I get to organize those and um, hire the guides for them. Um, you know, map out the terrain that we're going to use, plan the day. You know, coordinate with the folks and make it all happen. All right. So, yeah.
0: what's what was your <laughs> entry point into this guiding community?
1: Yeah, um, that's a good question. I uh, I guess I. I started working at the University of Idaho um, a number of years ago, probably in, oh my gosh, uh, in 20, 2013 probably so I started managing their climbing because gym.
0: Because you... Went to school there or you uh, I did. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I did uh I did both my bachelor and master's degrees there in Idaho. In okay. Idaho. I yeah. See. Yeah, and so I worked at the university there, managed the climbing gym, um assistant managed their outdoor recreation uh program and department. Um and climbing was obviously a really big part of that. And so, you know, I was guiding um for the university uh for a number of years and then you know came to las vegas and wanted to keep doing that and so i got uh amga certified and then started working in single pitch in here
0: i see so you the reason you came to vegas is to keep doing this ah
1: yeah so um actually uh, i came to vegas because (laughs) it's kind of a funny story um I came with a boyfriend at the time and we came to meet a couple of his friends and go climbing um, because it wasn't, it's not abnormal for us who live in North Idaho to travel to Red Rock, to Moab, to Joshua Tree, you know, wherever to go climbing because we don't have anything that cool in North Idaho. (laughs) So we came here uh, to go climbing, and I liked his friend better. So I moved here, <laughs> dumped him. No, just kidding. We we split up. It was amicable. Uh, but yeah, so I moved here to be with uh, my now partner. I see. Yeah.
0: All right. I, I think it all worked <laughs> out. What, what's up? I say. I guess it all worked out. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then, so since that you decide to reside here. Mm. Then, um, then that's when you start to look for jobs here.
1: Yeah, I actually, so I did find a job before I moved here. I, I planned it a little bit. Nice. Um, it, was, it was pretty quick, but I, you know, did a little planning. So I did find a job and I started working for the city of Las Vegas and their adaptive unit. Um, so I did, a, I ran adaptive recreation programs for kids. Oh, so for kids mm-hmm. and adaptive, yes.
0: Oh, yep. Originally, I knew that you did that line of work. Originally, mm-hmm. I was imagining adults.
1: Yeah, yeah. So kids. Um, we uh, I primarily worked with kids age twelve to thirteen to seventeen. Sometimes a little bit older. Um, so it's like middle school and high school age. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and mostly, mostly folks with cognitive impairments. Okay. Yeah, or developmental disabilities. I, yeah. So
0: I just recently learned this, um, some jargons from our deaf community. They were okay. saying some uh, not visual disability and
1: visually impaired. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah. so something that you can see and something you can. Oh see. yeah. That, oh I see. What I, I, I see mean. what you're saying. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. So not yes, not the not the type of disability that you see, but yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Wow. Wow. So cognitive, in sorry, what's the term cognitive impair? Or, yeah. Okay. I,
1: you know. Yeah. Um. I I'm think that. To, no, yeah. I understand. I think that jargon is always hard. Mm-hmm. Um. It's yeah. It's hard to be uh to keep up with all of the. I don't know. I don't know. It's. Difficult. I'm just trying <laughs> to to learn the term that that's is. The the best way to do I think probably cognitively impaired. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's really cool. Um, Because my sister in law, uh, who specializes in working with kids with autism, Mm
1: -hmm. and this autism can be. Yes. Yes. Yep. That's part. I think that falls under that umbrella cool maybe
0: you know who knows maybe my sister-in-law that in in the future that we you know can have a collaboration
1: (laughs) oh totally yeah i i mean i really enjoy it i Mm -hmm. i originally started um i when i left college after having finished my bachelor degree i worked for a wilderness therapy company Oh. Okay. Um, and so we took uh kids who had um Primarily, it was addiction issues. Uh, we would take them into the backcountry, and they would be there anywhere from, gosh, from four to 14 weeks or more. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of different thoughts about wilderness therapy, um, but we don't need to talk about that. But what I, what I liked about that experience was that I, I already knew that recreation was therapeutic for myself. Um, but that it could really be used as a tool to I don't know as a as a as a therapy tool, Definitely. and so, yeah, and so I never really went down that road super far. I just wanted to be involved with helping to provide recreational experiences for other people,
0: so you certainly you find something very fulfilling in that line of work, right,
1: yeah, I think so, so because I, I work
0: yeah. when I just started. Uh, well instructing I worked very short time in the wilderness therapy
1: okay um, oh wow I'm, obviously
0: I didn't have any like psych- psychology tra- yeah. training and yep. all that just taking people out and make sure they're safe mm-hmm. but it's a very profound uh, change that I've witnessed yeah over the program and, yeah um, but I just addicted to climbing so I didn't stay <laughs> and then chopped or done yeah but I can sure. imagine it's like pretty
1: fulfilling so what did you see in that line of uh, uh,
0: community yeah
1: um i guess you know so wilderness therapy itself is just it's so physically and time demanding it just doesn't to work in the field like that it just doesn't make sense long term okay um cuz you're out in the back country for 8 to you know 16 15 days at a time something like that depending on the season and the program and so, um, yeah, so I wasn't too interested in wilderness therapy per se. Um, but, uh, you know, when I, when I went back to the university to work on my master degree and started running their climbing gym and teaching climbing courses, I found sort of the same fulfillment when students would, you know, at the start of the semester, they would know that the end of by the end of the quarter, they would be rappelling from the top of our tower, which at the time was the largest in any college or university on this <laughs> side of the Mississippi. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not anymore. But, uh, it's 55 feet tall. So it's big. It's quite tall. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so rappelling off of the top of that was such a the thought of it was such a, like, visceral experience, like, thought for them that they were like, oh my gosh, no, I'm never gonna do that. So you mean that at the very beginning Mm -hmm. they knew that? that, Yep, they were like, I will not do that. And Mm -hmm. then being able to, you know, bring in, uh, for example, one time we, I had a student that had that, had that mentality, and... By the end of the quarter, she was really interested in trying, but she was concerned about people there and, you know, being judged or something like that. And so, I organized a time with her outside of class and had another student staff to come in and help us, um, where it was just the three of us in the gym, and she could rappel off of the tower. And uh, okay, yeah. So, so ge-
0: you gave her the space to be... Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, to be able to have that experience too. And those are the type of things. That's the reason why I enjoy outdoor recreation and why I enjoy sharing it with other people and why I, you know, guide. Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I have to say, I had to admit, admit when I just start climbing and I also started with outdoor education. Cool. And then I actually didn't like... I just like, why can't we just go climb for, for the sake of climbing, and <laughs> yeah. why do we have to frame like mm. all these things and it's like those so they can have say success or they can learn trust, yeah they sure so but then gradually I found that it's actually for me I learned so much about like making my life choice through my climbing experience, I was oh, like cool, yeah, I was like, huh, I guess it's the same concept
1: yeah yeah and I don't know if I ever verbalized those types of things Mm -hmm. that way you know but um, but those were definitely the result of those experiences for those people you know finding trust and Finding you know yeah. finding success in the mm-hmm. things
0: that they were doing yeah yeah so so right now I have very different a, a, a better view yeah on like sure. people doing those things so yeah. I have a lot of admiration for people who still keep doing it yeah. and trust the process same <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes so when you do did uh, the adaptive mm. climbing program was it mostly in the gym or outside
1: mostly in the gym um, I. Ran a few adaptive programs at the University of Idaho. Um, I, you know, we had a couple of folks in the in our small community there who needed extra assistance of some type. So I started doing small sort of events for them where we would have extra staff in the facility that could help um, and in a quieter gym, you know, make sure the gym was quieter and less crowded and things like that. Um, so we could set up the things that we needed. Um, and so, yeah, so mostly gym. Um, and then when I came here, I ran, gosh, we would take kids climbing at the gym it, during the school year. We went every, maybe once a month or twice a month for a year and a half or something. I yeah. see. And so, then we yeah. did go outside a couple of times too.
0: So the programming is more, uh, how building this long-term mindset, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. typically, so you will have these same group of kids for how long? Uh, the school year, generally. Um, okay. yeah. yeah, so
1: August through May, I guess. Right. <laughs> and then, then
0: you will program the way they have like some sort of progression?
1: You know, some of them... <laughs> Some of them, yes. Some of them, it was just enough for them to make it a foot off the ground I see. to have, you know, and feel success, right? Um, and so, yeah, some of them we could, you know, have a progression, and some it was a little bit more minute, you know. I see, yeah,
0: yeah. I kind of like it because when I work in the wilderness therapy, so it was like 21 program outside, mm. and I sort of s- Saw a lot of change in them, but I was worried that when they went back home, what's going to happen? Yeah. And then it's yeah. also pretty exhausting mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Not physically, it's like mentally. mentally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I kind of like that this approach is like, okay, you know, we have this kids, but you don't work day and night. Yeah. Intensely.
1: Yeah. Right. But then you can you still have a long-term uh, plan yeah yeah Uh absolutely yeah and it it was really great i actually really enjoyed that job there were parts of it like any other job that i didn't like um yeah but ultimately i did i did choose to leave um but yeah it wasn't because of any of those things okay so
0: yeah and then i think that's when we met in person yeah yeah so when you uh had that transition
1: Yeah, yeah 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 I think we we met when I was managing the gym in town here yeah. yeah,
0: at that time I had my very short life of
1: house a setting. I thought like, you were such a badass. I was <laughs> like, I don't even know her, but she's such a badass. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, maybe,
0: maybe but I, I, I really, I was really bad at house setting. <laughs>
1: oh, I hope that, I just realized, hopefully, that's okay to say on here. <laughs> Sorry if I offended anyone. <laughs>
0: uh, no, I mean, you can't offend anybody. Okay. I mean, like, I mean it's, it's fine, you know, but sometimes when people say, oh, you know, Oh, you 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 look such a bad. I said, I don't know what I can live
1: up to that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. to yeah. admire. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so then how did you, uh, well, I guess you had gym management experience before. Was that the reason that you, you, you did that?
1: Yeah, I really loved, when I was in Idaho, I think I was, I I, I moved for my partner um, and I was also just jonesing for a change of scenery. I had lived there for a while, but I'm the kind of person who likes to change it, change things up, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> every now and again. And so I had been there probably 10 years or oh, so. So, so where were you born? I was born in, excuse me, in Southeast Idaho.
0: Oh, so still in Idaho. Still in
1: Idaho, quite a long ways away from the University of Idaho in North Idaho, near Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to put this map in my head. Yeah, right. It's really form. hard to do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, so, uh, and, and I just, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed working at the gym. I enjoy working with people. I like education. I really like teaching people about climbing. I'm, I was the guide that, took all of the beginners out because that's where I do best and that's what I enjoy the most. I want to be with the never-evers. Um, and so those were the folks that I got mostly. Um, but anyway, so that's what I liked about the gym too was getting to um, getting to work with the staff and um, helping them give folks those experiences.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say that you know, have a site for beginners is very important. Yeah, guess yeah. you know I teach SPI and I told them your job are very important because you take take a lot of first timer. Yeah, and
1: yeah. that's
0: probably you know the first impression is always yeah very that's important. True.
1: I never thought about it. Like it is that. very yeah. important. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: right. So that's their first door right to the climbing. Potentially, right, right. right. So Since that
1: first experience, yeah.
0: yeah. I, I mean, you think about it, it's profound. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think uh, a lot of SPY, they are really new. They just like you know, I I don't know, but I just said, look, your job is important.
1: That's true. Maybe we should like do it the other way around where the inexperienced guides do all the hard stuff. And no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just teasing. But But yeah, there's some, I see Uh that. Yeah. There might be some value in having more experienced folks and, you know, teaching, taking the new folks out.
0: I yeah. certainly believe. I mean, the thing it's the same thing as education, right? Mm. Like the early childhood education? Mm-hmm. Oh, we did like need very solid people Yeah. In early childhood yeah, education. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. never
0: thought about it. Right. You know, like me, I just say, I, I try, but sometimes I feel that I... I don't know whether I'm the best person to teach beginners. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I have a lot of uh respect. Yeah. For for people that who really love teaching computers. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay. Well, thank and thank you. Yeah. So. Same to
0: you. <laughs> you mentioned that you really like the organization job because that's what you study, you say?
1: Um, are you referring to organizing the the groups? Yeah, organizing group or plan out the event or programming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my my background, you know, working with the university was kind of in coordination. So I did coordinate lots of events and programs and all that stuff. And yeah, that's something that for whatever reason, I like it. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes just as much as actually, you know, being boots on the ground and running the program or instruction um but yeah I like I do like coordinating yeah and so that's you know now that my certification is lapsed in particular that's all I do with the company that I work for so i I have a couple of right now it's just a few annual groups that come in and work with me um and I get to yeah make that happen (laughs) I mean that's like strong skill I
0: mean I just imagine while like 90 kids and then and then i started to count the ratio how many guys you you yeah.
1: have to hire and, and then, you have to abide by permitting too which exactly. doesn't allow more than 12 people at a crag right. per yeah. yeah at a time I think you might, <laughs> yeah you might
0: do a it's better tricky. job teaching those programming and then the permitting things you know the spi program mm. requires i just like i don't really know as much as a lot of people oh yeah yeah so wow cool and tell me a little bit more about well your your only business (laughs) originally i want to say your side hustle but i don't think it's quite a side hustle i think you kind of put equal emphasis on both this guiding and then your hour does that sound right
1: no okay (laughs) Um, Not, 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 not anymore. Originally, I thought so. Um, So I, I didn't have a job for a while. um, Another transition after working at the gym. Um, And so I was actively looking for another job. This was right before the pandemic.
0: Right, I, remember I got uh,
1: yeah, I yeah. got a really cool job for a really oh. cool um, nonprofit in town. Oh, okay, uh, doing something a little bit different, but still in the same vein. Um, anyway, uh, then the pandemic happened a week after I got my new job, and Oops. and they made this brand new position. So they were like, you know what? We're cutting you. So I lost my job. Uh, (laughs) My new job. (laughs) Um, And I don't know. I've always liked making things. Um, I like jewelry. I don't wear a lot of it. uh, But I do like it. And anyway, I I just told my mom one day that I wanted to learn how to make a few things. Because I was like, I don't know what else to do. Because we all had all this time yeah um yeah and wow the world changed really quickly um and so I started making jewelry and so maybe um
0: before we jump into your business just quickly describe what your business is Yeah, yeah so uh
1: so I make um I make jewelry and hair accessories Uh, they're all made from, I'm starting to work in sterling silver and doing some, you know, working with stones too, which is really fun with some silversmithing. Um, but primarily I do, um, I do lots of like lots of hair clips and wood, wood things, um, wood earrings and, um, wood necklaces and things like that. And you also have, I saw, uh, handbags I do I do too many things I think I make yeah I totally forgot about the leather goods <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah I do I make uh, I also make bags hand uh some like crossbody style bags I have some totes that I do as well I out see. of leather um I have a really cool um laser engraver uh, that i use on leather to um, to kind of burn in intricate designs into leather that i can then sew into bags and it's pretty your, cool <laughs>
0: Let's don't forget about uh the name
1: of your business Desert Accents Yeah Desert Accents
0: <laughs> I, yeah. I love it because you still can't kind of keep the root and then we are obviously in desert. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah and i try i try to do you know kind of nature uh, inspired designs um, I just did a really large, uh, order for a store in Jackson Hole, which I'm really excited about. Hopefully they hear this. Um, anyway, but all of my, not all of them, a good chunk of the ring bands that I have, have like mountain and desert landscapes around them and they're really cool. Right. And I'm excited about it. So, <laughs> so you started business just right
0: at pandemic I did yeah oh, yeah okay. so
1: I started making those earrings that I told my mom I wanted to learn how to make and my mom was like why don't you sell those on Etsy and I was like I can't do that these aren't very good oh my
0: god and then hold on a second. so you just learn how to make it also when you start your business yeah oh my god I was yeah I then, never
1: did any of this before
0: and <laughs> they are like really good oh thank you thank yeah. you thank I, I, you thank you I mean like you know, look at all the photos, I want to buy them, but I don't wear any yeah, jewelry. I understand that. So yeah. then I was like, oh, you know, I wish I can really support you in like a <laughs> real way. But then I was like, but then I'm like, have to make sure, so you know, I need to, no more impulse yeah yeah
1: no that's okay okay liking things is support and i'm happy for that so thank you okay so sorry i interrupt you so you were telling your mom yeah 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 and she's like you should start selling them on etsy and anyway i i ended up trying to do that and within a month it was it was it had fully replaced my full-time income Oh my God. Yeah. So it's like huge success. It was instant. And I just, I honestly think that, you know, maybe there's some good in there, but I think I was just really lucky. I see other artists who are incredibly good at their craft who aren't able to make it full time. And I just, something happened and I just got lucky. Well, And I mean, I'm grateful for it. I mean, I
0: <laughs> would agree that certainly, you know, we all need some luck. Mm. But when the luck comes, you also need to be good.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So you are good. And you, well, thank you. you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's evolved. Um, in the beginning, I was just making hair accessories. I work with a lot of copper and oxidize that because it turns some different and beautiful colors, greens and blues and browns. Um you can get red and orange too. It's pretty wild. Um And how did you learn all the thing if
0: you you just I like, haven't had this experience before? I'm curious.
1: I don't know, just trying it. I've always been uh my dad was a blacksmith uh, okay. and so um you know, we grew up around him and my mom who's just an incredibly hardworking human. Um who are just determined to figure things out and make them work. And so, you know, being with my dad, who's just very, a very crafty person, you know, he, he could work on the house or work on the car, or he could, you know, do really intricate and beautiful metal work. Um, I just, I just grew up, you know, with an artist who worked with their hands and so I just I like working with my hands. So I like just, so you, just making things happen. So you, you, you <laughs> I think I just figured it of, out. <laughs> so you did a little bit of those handmade make
0: crafts when you worked. Yeah, so
1: um I don't know if it started when I was younger, but um I did work with my dad uh as a blacksmith apprentice for a number of years before I went to college. Um, after high school, didn't want to go straight to school, but yeah, so I, I got some experience there working with, uh, with steel, um, and I guess, you know, running a business as well. Um, and yeah, I've just, I just have always liked making, making crap, you know, (laughs)
0: No, those are beautiful stuff. But definitely, you know, you have to make crap before you can really make things that you can sell. Yeah. And how about how about the business side? Maybe it's not that
1: challenging for you since you're so good at organized stuff. Oh, you know, there's like a I have two different parts of me. I have the part that really loves organizing things, and then I have the part of me who really is not an organized person at all. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) and so they meet somewhere in the middle. So I kind of live in this like uh, this like disorganized organization where you know my partner comes into my room needing a tool, my studio, and uh, and he's like where the heck is this thing? And I'm like, oh, it's over here, like, in this drawer sitting on this thing that I was working on, you know, like, I just know where it all is. But it makes no sense. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so the rest of it, you know, I knew, I knew, I just knew right away that if I was going to make money from it, that I had to do all of the proper business things. So, you know, like... So, so what's the proper business? <laughs> <laughs> Re- yeah, yeah, good question. Yeah. Uh, registering with the state uh, as as a business, you know, declaring you're doing business name as name. Right. If you're going to have one, um, which minus desert accents, don't forget it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um... And, uh, you know, filing, like figuring out how to file taxes on online and then, um, like to the state and collecting and remitting sales tax and what that is like. So you have to file that separate. It's kind of confusing.
0: (laughs) Then I'm kind of curious because you sell things on
1: Etsy. I sell mostly
0: on Etsy. Oh, but then you still have other things just directly from your website maybe?
1: Uh yeah yeah essentially okay mm-hmm. yeah yeah because I think Etsy also Etsy does deal the,
0: with
1: the... yep te- Etsy does uh, the taxes exactly right. yeah I still declare them though through the state of Nevada um and just let them know that Etsy has already paid them if that okay. makes sense so I still I have yes. to file even if it's right. you know if I'm filing, if I'm paying zero dollars yeah
0: basically if people buy directly from your website do you get more margin
1: um so I actually really only sell on etsy oh, okay. um i do i use etsy in a wholesale website uh and then you know uh, when i'm doing markets and things like that i do get a bigger margin um however you know i'm spending my time to be there and you know it's a whole day of work i that i'm not able to create more items to sell well, if I that makes sh- sense that definitely makes sense that's,
0: that that's kind of like what's they call the some sort of cost, just, uh, yeah. Opportunity? I don't know. Yeah, term something this like that. that. Something yeah. like that. You know, if you decide to do this, then your time is occupied. right. Yeah, yes. and so
1: that's tricky. So I do some sales that way, and then I do have some folks that I, you know, who have bought from me time and time again, who know to just reach out I to me, and I'll, and I'll do, I'll do it like you know a little more under the table that way. But I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, most of it's very above board. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah so I do get a bigger margin if folks reach out directly to me but yeah mostly I just sell through those because I don't I don't I'm not a person who breaks rules either I'm I'm I scared <laughs> I,
0: I, I'm also scared so, yeah
1: yeah because you know
0: like people say oh you know can you guide me on this I was like yeah I can't Yeah, Yeah. because it's outside of the the places I can operate.
1: Right, right. Yeah, Yeah, no, Mm -hmm. no, because if they get injured, you know, they may or may not blame you, but if they do, that's like a big problem. It is. That's a really big problem. So I follow
0: you. (laughs) Yeah. So right now, it's like your major in kind only. Well, it's not only, but it's like you're doing well. It's mostly only,
1: yeah. Yeah, because I only run at this point, especially since my. my SPI cert has lapsed. Um, I only organize those groups, so that's all I've done this year. Interesting,
0: um, yeah.
1: And so, you know, I do really well with those because I get um, not only do I get paid for my time um, there, I get paid, you know, a, a leading role, which is a good chunk, and then i also get um, I also get a commission from the group. So, oh, okay, yeah, which is which but is when you, quite nice you, for
0: do it. Do that, that you also. You were you the one doing budgeting too, so you can kind of like, okay, this is what I'm gonna get paid, or
1: yeah. So I don't, um, no, not not really. Um, I do I do work with the owners to kind of suss some of those things out, but ultimately they're the ones that are in control. And then the city, uh, for those large groups, the city, um, the city of Las Vegas is responsible for transportation costs and you know okay. to manage all of those things. I just. You know, I just help, um, you know, figure out kind of the logistics of what the day is going to look like with I them. See. So the reason yeah. Big Kick Group is still found the connection with the city of Las Vegas. Yeah, that's, I'm trying to think. So, yeah, I do groups with them. And then I also got, um, I, we also do groups with the Boy Scouts. Um, oh, okay. And so I get to give climbing merit badges because I'm a merit badge counselor <laughs> now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Which is really fun. Um, so each year we get to have scouts come out with nice. us and they have a whole holy crap, do they have a long list of things that they need to learn? Wow. Okay. And I, as I said, I'm a rule follower, so I don't like to fudge on them, you know? I'm like, no, we have to get your three repels today. This has right, to happen. So they need, like three repels. You can't just three, do one repel. Three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. So I get to. To do those two but yeah I think right now it's just those two big groups very interesting yeah. so
0: then what do you think I mean I know um well that kind of is a little bit guiding but are you thinking that you could potentially come back to guiding or you're pretty satisfied what
1: I would like to I would like to because I think you know like like any tool or skill it's something that needs to stay sharp and practiced um and so yeah I'm gonna come and you know, I'll talk to you about taking another exam here. Um, cause I need to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I would like to, you know, just continue probably doing it part time as I have been. It's a nice little bump, you know, in times when you get days. Um, but I never really did a ton anyway, you know, I maybe had right. 30 days out or something. At the, yeah. the Something okay. like that. Maybe a little bit more. Because we're here all summer, and surprisingly, people come climbing in the summer. (laughs) Isn't that wild? We we meet them at five or six in the morning. It's awful. (laughs) I know. I uh, I guided a few times in the summer because I was here. Mm -hmm.
0: It was not. I won't say the best.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's not. It's not not doable. It's just challenging in another way. (laughs) <laughs> is it is, it, is it certainly, you know, managing the heat and the yeah. sun in the
0: desert. Yeah. And then just never really making in the sure, summer, never cool down. You know?
1: Yeah. Making sure the people are okay. Because you Definitely. know you're okay. But if they're coming from somewhere else, that's tricky. Yeah. yeah. You have to be really careful. Right. I
0: mean, I always say that people with no experience with the desert certainly yeah. underestimate the risk the desert can bring. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally. Who.
1: <laughs> wow. but yeah so i would i would like to do more guiding i know i don't see myself ever progressing beyond beyond the spi i see something yeah. i would love to do is to teach spi but i know i can't so because <laughs> yeah. you gotta you gotta get your rock guide i think is that right i don't know uh,
0: i think you need to be either a multi-between instructor okay or uh At least assist rock guy. Okay. In order to. (laughs) to, So, uh, because I know that some people talk to me Mm -hmm. and then they just say, oh, I never really want to guide guide guy all the time. So, and the terrain they operate in is not really a full rock guy terrain. So then they went on the, but they really like to teach SPI. So they went on the multi pitch instructor route. Okay. Which is Mm -hmm. slightly shorter.
1: Okay. Yeah, I did take the multi-pitch instructor class course, okay. or a version of it. Right. Such a long time ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was many, many moons ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so at least that's that's I think
0: my understanding. Um, yeah. For of that. The sure. Prerequisite. Yeah. To, to be. Uh,
1: become the SBI okay. provider.
0: we will look all that up later. Uh, yeah, I, I think all the information is <laughs> online. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's uh, that's cool. Um, So, this is kind of interesting because it, you, you seem like pretty happy. Is that more... I mean, it doesn't seem like you planned it out. Right?
1: My career trip? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. And I did I just, not plan it out this way.
0: So... So what do you think that um well certainly you mentioned you got lucky, right? Mm-hmm. Um and but there's definitely things in addition to luck, and you know, then what do you think that contribute the best in your like okay within months or a yeah. short time that you think that you can support yourself?
1: Yeah. Um <clears throat> I think just Willing myself to be brave enough to try is probably the biggest thing that besides luck that I could contribute my success to. Um, Although I do think luck was uh, just a huge part of it, just with the timing with COVID, you know, could I have done it another time? I really don't think so. Mm. Um, and would I have done it another time? Probably, absolutely not. Um. <laughs>
0: so you mean that,
1: say if you got
0: a job, say that non-profit. hmm So maybe we won't see that there's an accent. Or maybe not until maybe a few years later.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I guess so. Um, yeah, I just... Uh, yeah. So I guess again I think the only other thing that was contributing was just not being too afraid to not try. Does that make sense? Yeah. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just started posting on Facebook and in groups and things like that and so folks just got to know me and I I did I started doing something that was different. And I do some things that are still are different than other people what like you, you mean you can't find as like a lot of people don't work with patinaed copper for example which is the process of oxidizing it that i talked about earlier with um that turns out those really lovely colors not a lot of people use it at least in the way that i do it and so um so you saying that you were developing some sort of niche yeah yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. And you know, the I like make this mountain hair clip that I've never seen anything like that before. It's like a it's a just your regular barrette with a uh, mountainscape on the backside with patinaed copper. And um, so some different blues are in it and browns and gold colors. It's really cool. Yeah,
0: I I like it. So that that this is what I take away. Just like okay, yeah, I'm in this position that I gotta do something. Yeah, and yeah. And then so you tried, and then but then you also have to differentiate yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you try some bold design that which you haven't seen
1: before. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Right. So it yeah. might
0: work, but. It's much better than you just be like, oh, we just do the same thing that everybody does. Then
1: how are you going to stand out? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good way to look at it. You're helping me frame some of these things. I mean, I I, yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Because um, it, it is hard for me to... I'm, I still have a hard time kind of... I guess coming to terms with the fact that I make jewelry for a living now.
0: <laughs> Why? Not
1: that it's a bad thing at right. all. Yeah. Um. But it's just not anything that I ever thought I would do, or I. You know, I. I it. I never thought about doing it ever, ever. Right. And so we should thank your mom. Yeah, we should thank thank mm-hmm. you, mom, um, <laughs> if you're listening. No. So, um. Yeah, and i just thought that my road was you know kind of down the outdoor education route in some form or another
0: great yeah wow that's uh i mean obviously you know if it's new thing like new business or Mm. new it's like investment yeah it it potentially won't work out yeah potentially
1: potentially right Mm
0: -hmm. which is scary which is scary yeah um i'm glad it worked out for you and uh Cause I always always have a lot of new ideas in my mind. I want to do like different type of classes. I want to have like my own program that yeah. that follow like long term clients' growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I really enjoyed that. But yeah. I'm like scared too. Yeah, and I just like
1: I don't know. Yeah, I th- I think you know we just have to at some point if we have those those dreams that you just have to kind of put that fear away and just try it because you're ting ting and you'll figure it out and you'll make it work you know and then if it doesn't work you have probably learned a lot of things and hopefully you have a better idea of how you can retool to try again or maybe that you don't want to try again
0: certainly yeah, yeah.
1: and in
0: a uh, well rational level I, I totally understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? And then but then in this uh a song just like you know, you have this two little angel and yeah. little devil is like, Oh yeah, of course you if even you fail you learn something. It's never a true failure. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then the, the other side is like, No, you know you suck at these things, maybe it's not gonna work. Yeah. Yeah, So But I have to say that in the past, uh if I somehow over can my fear and punch you mm. I never regret
1: yeah 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 so I, I got to remember
0: those yeah
1: yeah right and just just take the leap because we never know until you you know you never yes. know until you try it it's true it's a <laughs> it's an age-old saying but you mm-hmm. just you just don't and yeah it's the only way that I've been able to you know, make a living these past few years. So I'm glad that I tried. And honestly, at this point, I'm afraid of going back to a normal job. Like, I don't like, uh, like quote, job. air quotes, <laughs> normal job as in like, cause again, my, my background is in programming and coordination. And so I would go back to an office job, which I honestly don't mind. Um But I don't, I I enjoy working at my house in my studio, taking the dog out when I want to, taking days off when I, I'm off. I'm taking the day off today um and just kind of doing things as as I as I want. I'm being selfish right now and and I don't I just I don't want to have to go back to not having some of those things, you know? Even though it's more work, even though it's way more work. <laughs> way more work i work a lot (laughs) (laughs) oh you mean like right now yeah Yeah, i see yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah. it's kind of interesting you say go back to like a so-called normal job because originally i just like wait a
1: second yeah what is that like yeah
0: yeah, you know especially i mean i treat my job seriously but obviously a lot of people think the guiding is not a real job
1: too yeah Mm -hmm. i think it's very real (laughs) It is. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of things about it. Yeah. 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 One of the things that always really bothered me about outdoor education um, was that we tend to get paid like our jobs are fun. And while I think that they are fun or can be fun, there is so much training and risk involved. And knowledge that we need to have, that you need to have to be able to take people out safely to go climbing for the day and, you know, way back in the canyons. Like, what if something happens? You have to know how to manage that situation, you know? And, yeah, and I just didn't, I never thought that we got paid for those sorts of things. When, I think it's just as important as anything else. It is, though. (laughs)
0: People are so willing to pay insurance and they Mm -hmm. hope that they never, never need to claim yeah. because they don't want anything to happen
1: yeah
0: but then in a way I feel hiring a guy is like insurance yeah i mean definitely you know <laughs> nobody wants shit to happen yeah but we that's our job to do our best if those shit doesn't happen right but if somehow really something happened then we can deal
1: yeah
0: right but yeah. that's kind of the thing that it hasn't been normalizing a lot of people's perspective um uh, like thought i think Mm -hmm. right yeah they all buy insurance
1: yeah (laughs) yeah that's true yeah that's interesting
0: yeah (laughs) and and i mean about that thing i also have a lot to say uh just uh i mean like guys should take pride in
1: their job and i think we deserve to be paid more Mm -hmm. i think so too yeah absolutely. and mm-hmm. at having worked in outdoor education and in the university setting and at gyms um you have a lot of responsibility, you know you're uh yeah so much responsibility, and you are paid like crap <laughs> i yes. think I think at the time I left the university, I was making maybe i think I got a pay increase from sixteen to nineteen dollars an hour and i was Whoa, okay. i was working um yeah it was it was quite low and then you know running outdoor programs and like you know taking students all the way to the utah southern southern utah to go hiking for a week and a half in the desert in the backcountry where you are you are hours away from any other person mm-hmm. out there you know and being responsible for that group of people for that time. And you're getting $16 an hour.
0: Doesn't make And that's sense.
1: not, I don't think, hopefully, I'm sure they've raised their uh, wages <laughs> by now. But, you know, it, it's not, it's just not commensurate. I don't think probably a blanket state to make a blanket statement across the board, you know, it's probably not commensurate with their experience or, you know, knowledge or, yeah. Definitely. I do, I think, they, I think you need to be paid more. You should tell your bosses that. <laughs>
0: well, I tried. Oh, no. but anyway. So, uh, I I still think you know, think that um, the bar should get raised. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. Like right now, the the, the AMG are trying to uh, make sure that people understand the value of certification, mm-hmm. right? But I think it's just gonna take some time yeah. for the industry to catch up, right? It. But right. and I like to tell my SPI students, say, look, I'm long-term optimistic. Mm. But I'm just not short-term. I'm probably short-term pessimistic. Just like yeah. It's not going to happen in a very short time. Yeah. But
1: we need to be part of the movement. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so that's part, you know, that's part of the other reason that I'm afraid is, you know, I've done quite well for myself these last few years in my own business. And, you know, should things, <clears throat> for whatever reason, not work out? I'm afraid of that, too, of taking that financial hit. Because I probably will need to go back to, you know, coordinating some sort of outdoor program type situation. Or working for the city again. <clears throat> or some, you know, something like that. Some kind of, you know, outdoor organizing. Because that's what I've done. And that's probably one of the only things I'm truly interested in doing again, I you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, you know, like the same thing you told me, Ting Ting, I think, you know, no matter what happened, at least you would make it work. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. I, I, have, I, <laughs> I have faith in you and, yeah. and Make something work. You definitely can make something work. You know, you have done it once, you
1: know. And then yeah.
0: The second time is always easier than the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and obviously, obviously, it might not even be, you have done it many times. So yeah. it's not just the first time. A couple questions I usually ask my guests is um, one thing is just like when I ask you a question, the first thing that jump into your head, no over-processing, is if you look back quick, then
1: what's your proudest moment? Um, I'm having a hard time thinking about any of them. Uh, <clears throat> proudest moment, I guess... I don't know if proud would be a good way to describe it, but the thing I thought of was a trip that I took forever ago now. (laughs) Uh, My partner, my boyfriend at the time, my climbing partner also, uh, or my boyfriend was also my climbing partner. There we go. Uh, We decided to hitchhike from uh, North Idaho to Yosemite for the summer. This was the year or probably the year after I started climbing. And we lived in Yosemite for the summer. Wow! We okay. we uh, we hid in Camp Four, and changed tent tags, and our parents shipped us food because we didn't bring any money. General delivery. And mm-hmm, okay. And uh, and this was before I knew that this was like a thing that people have historically kind of done. <laughs> I thought we were doing this new cool thing. Um, but yeah, uh, and we did that for the summer and climbed a lot of really cool routes and I got really scared there. Um, and yeah, it was just a really interesting experience. Yeah. So proud, I don't know, but that was the thing that popped into my mind. (laughs) Maybe proud that I took the chance to hitchhike there.
0: (laughs) Right.
1: <laughs> and yeah. We went and how, how far from
0: like, Idaho? It's too. a long way. Yeah.
1: Probably it's 19 hours from North Idaho to here. So you have to do so probably quiet about a few probably 20 lengths. hours. You know what? We did two. We only had two different people give us rides. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It is. Yeah. We yeah. landed in the car of someone that was going maybe to Modesto for some reason. That's what I'm remembering, but I'm probably wrong. I don't know California that well, but Mm -hmm. right, (laughs) yeah. But anyways, that was a really cool experience.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I think it's cool, right? You know, at your early days, early climbing days, you just have some cool attempts, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it might not even be the climb. It's just the logistics. Yeah,
1: just the, just the thing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean I got like pretty tired about the camping scene in Yosemite Mm. and just like, you know what, I don't have to go back but Yeah. Definitely the climbing there is phenomenal. Well of course, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. I would like
1: to take my my partner, uh, who I live here with now, um, he's never been there and he climbs ah. a lot more and way harder than I do. And so I'm like, we should go. I could show you around <laughs> a little bit. So is uh, your partner more sport climber? Or no, a... he, he, uh, he does sport climb too, of course. Um, but he, I think his preference is, you know, long, hard, traditional routes. I see. Hard, hard to him, you know, a, a, He's, right. like, getting into the 11 range, and he can climb 12s on, and is working on 13s in, on sport, okay. you know, cool. but, yeah, yeah, so he's kind of, he's working in his 11s and on gear and working his way up. <laughs> I, yeah, then I would say, if he's,
0: like, a track climber. Oh, he's right? great. Right? Yeah. So then, he's solid, Then, yeah. like, I remember I saw track climbing, just like, well, you know... I need to go to Yosemite. Here, yeah.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: I mean yeah, yeah sport climber maybe not, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe
1: not. There's not a lot of
0: sport climbing right. in Yosemite, yeah. I don't think. But just like wow, you know, it's a track climbing in the United States I told people that I've never been to Yosemite think yeah. I'm like, odd oh, no. Yeah. I don't know. It's just my impression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's,
1: you know, there uh, there's a lot of great climbing other places too. Definitely. And there's some negatives about Yosemite also, you know. Definitely, yeah. So just like any other place, of course, but
0: mm-hmm. yeah. And then how about another question mm-hmm. that, uh, say, if listeners of this episode mm-hmm. can only take one thing away, what would you want them to take away?
1: Oh my gosh, Uh, I guess what we were just talking about to, if you're thinking about trying something, anything, you should just try it. Yes. Just do it, just, yeah, give it a whirl, see what happens, you know, and uh, you can make decisions later about whether or not you want to keep doing it, do something different, because you're going to learn something along the way. Yeah,
0: that's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's actually a similar thing. Like as climbing, right? People can plan all they want, mm. but then they got to go.
1: Yeah, yeah. At some point, you just have to go. Yeah. And honestly, at this point, that's kind of my planning style too. My partner wants to like plan like, like oh, all out. He he would much rather have that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I'm like, no, let's go. And then when we get there, I'm like, oh. I forgot my headlamp and my sleeping bag, and I didn't bring any extra pairs of underwear. And he's like, oh, my God, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, we'll survive. It's only a couple days, you know. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, maybe do a little more planning than I do, but just, just try it. it. Whatever it is. <laughs>
0: It's nice. That kind of remind me. Is one time I took this trip with my climbing friend. Just a personal trip. Uh-huh. And then we both saw guys and you know. And but then it was like pretty epic. I was like, oh, you forgot the tent. <laughs> but then I, those type of things never happened. We could plan. For our guide. Yeah. trip, Right. So nothing will happen like, when I, when we guide. Yeah. Somehow
1: I just say, know, what nobody wants you. Just, I feel like when you've guided for a while, you just learn that you can make things work too. Yes. Like that. And uh-huh. so you forget things like the tent. You forget <laughs> things like your underwear, because guess what? You don't even need them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but truly, like I, yeah, I think you do just learn that you can get, you know, it's yeah. a, you got the important things, the right. few things that you need, and then everything else is whatever. Yeah, we got. A You'll survive. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, because
0: you know once you have enough experience, you c- you got that confidence. Yeah, yeah. Right,
1: totally. then you can
0: improvise. Yeah, yeah, and then the more, well, not shit show, but some mini epics that will train you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, wow. totally. <laughs> wow, it's so cool. And on your past here, anything that relate to say your gender that kind of make you feel that it helped you or you like make it more difficult?
1: Um You know, I'm happy to say that I listen I listened to your I listened to this podcast just yesterday. And I listened to your episode with Elena Arrens. She um she was actually one of the um... And that's episode two. So, sorry. Yeah, oh yeah, it. yeah. I'm sorry. Um I was like, what? <laughs> um yeah, episode two with Elena. She's a really cool gal, but she was um she was our uh she did our exam, our SPI oh, yeah. exam. Yeah, so that's how I know writer. her. Yes. Yeah. And um Anyway, she was talking about how when she started guiding that, you know, folks would kind of like turn their head at her and be like, oh, you're going to be our guide, like you're a woman. So as as a woman now, many years later, um, I'm happy to say that I didn't have that experience. I don't have that experience. In fact, I think she also, you know, spoke about how um, she has folks, they have folks that request female guides because they do want. A female to you know hopefully have their little girls see and um be supported by and you know hopefully inspired by and um yeah and so i, I think maybe at times i may have had you know the opposite of that which is really cool um <clears throat> yeah yeah so which means the environment
0: the environment is changing. So, yeah.
1: Which is, yeah. Which is great. Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because I definitely have, like, the so-called... Like, people ask me about sexism, mm-hmm. you know. And I won't say I didn't experience any. Yes. Right? Yeah, sure. But it seems I like was um, more like the memory that's faded away. Yeah. 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 So, yep. yeah. And then still we I hear... Think that's true. You know, be, part, ...be part of the positive change. Yeah. 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 yeah great i like that yeah
1: Mm. thank you so much helise i'm so proud of that talking with you sure likewise yeah Mm -hmm. thank you Ting. (laughs) happy to happy to chat with you too